Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Gardening Podcast with your host Matt and Mike, where we talk about what it's like to own and operate a gardening business inside of the UK. We talk about gardening, we talk about business, we talk about tools. Make sure you stay tuned. Hello, welcome back to the Grassroots Gardening Podcast. Got a very special episode for you today. We've got Sam from um, Sam's Garden Maintenance SGM on YouTube. And you might well have seen some of his videos. Um, I know I'm a big fan and I've watched, I think, pretty much everything he's done. So, um, yeah, this is a really exciting one for me. Obviously, we've got Mike here again. Yeah, hello. And obviously, we've got Sam. So, hi, Sam. Yeah, hello, guys. You all right, are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's a real treat. We've, um, yeah, it's you're no our problem at all. Second, it's a pleasure. Second guest, second guest ever. So, you're, um, uh, it's yeah. A, it's a true pleasure, guys. So, um, yeah, well, let's get started talking about you and how you started and your grassroots journey into um, into gardening. I know you've done a you've done a video on this, which I've seen before. But yeah, let's um, yeah, let's talk about that. Yes. So how long have you been in the industry? What do you do? What's, I have been in the industry for about five years now. I what got me started in it was actually when I was at school. I did yeah. a like a fast track course and it didn't really lead to anything. It, they just put you out of school a year early to put you into higher education. And uh, that didn't really lead to anything because when you're 15, you don't really think about what you want to do so much. You're just thinking yeah. that you can get time out of school. So, but the one thing I did do is uh, they did like a little placement and one of them was doing gardening for people. Okay. And uh, that's what sort of planted the seed. Uh, and I enjoyed it. And then that went away because I went to college and I ended up in a, a bit of a dead-end job. And uh, it never really surfaced again, I'll be honest with you, until I got a job looking after holiday accommodation. And it's set in the Peak District, beautiful place. And uh, I had to look after all the grounds and uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, it, to the degree that they drop off like a mower. And I'd be like, okay, what do I do with this? Uh, you know what I mean? Completely yeah, dropped yeah. into it. Uh, I had to blag my way through so much of it. Uh, and it turns out the mower was the only piece of kit they had in the whole fleet, really, garden-related so I had to maintain the grounds and the kit was very few and far between and it was yeah. very sparse. So I think it, it all started because I wanted to keep the place on top of and it, As I said, it was, it was one of those jobs where you had to do it sort of thing. And uh, I think one of the builders said, oh, I've got a mower for sale. If you're interested in buying it, I was like, okay. And it was like 30 pounds. It was a little Mountfield thing. Uh, and I bought that so, you know, I could mow the lawns there. And then I got, I ended up sort of picking up different tools here and there. And then I started getting enough tools. And I think the first proper tool I ever bought, uh, because I had to uh, keep the patios all clear, I bought a blower. That was the first right. piece of kit, like the, the first proper piece of kit I bought. And it was a still one because... I've always tried to buy like the best I can afford, but yeah. obviously I was buying all this kit and it was only really benefiting the boss. And I wasn't self-employed there. I was employed. No. 
as what I say, it was, was, was it like very... a holiday park? Was it like a holiday park? Yeah, like it was log cabins. Yeah, it was log cabins. I don't want right. to say too much because it's uh, no, no, like <laughs> once you get once to tell you where it's near, you'll know who, who exactly it is. No, that's fine. It's, it like it's a bit like full like. Like, like garden beds. No, no, it around, was around, around, like, no, it was log cabins in the woods. Oh right, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. It. Right. So they had yeah. like gardens and they had lawns, yeah. but there wasn't yeah. much of gardens. It's Mass. when I say it was run on a shoestring, it was run on a shoestring. Uh, right. So it's very tightly run. So as I said, I wasn't self-employed. I was employed, and people were like, "Well, why are you buying this stuff for them and all this?" And I was like, "Well." Mm. For one, it makes my life easier, and two, it, well, it makes my life easier, basically. Yeah. So I sort of amassed quite a lot of kit, and then somebody said to the people kept saying, "Why, why are you doing this and all that?" And I just said it to shut them up. Actually, I says, "Well, I am actually going to start my own gardening business up," <laughs> and <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, I know. It, 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 well, I I amassed so much stuff. Like I had a mower, I had a blower, uh, I bought a second-hand trimmer. Uh, I think I actually was rocking at the time a set of edge trimmers from Aldi. So you can tell the uh, exquisite level of the kit I had. Yeah. And uh, as I said, I had what I needed to do it. But it, uh, as I said, so people kept saying, "Oh, you stupid, you daft for doing this." And technically, I was like, I was doing it all one to make my life easier but it wasn't me benefiting it was a the bloke yeah. who owns a place because everywhere was looking really nice so to shut the people up i says wow i'm gonna start my own gardening business and then they were like oh, okay and i didn't really do anything with it but they were asking me about it some people were and i'm a yeah. terrible liar so i can't really say like oh yeah, yeah i've got customers because i hadn't i was just spending my days off watching tom and jerry at home so yeah. I thought, right, I'll, uh, <laughs> so I printed some business cards up, uh, went on Vistaprint, got them done. Uh, no, I didn't, sorry, I'm lying there. I, I got my ad in the paper first, and that was a bit worrying because I thought, oh, I don't want any of them to read it. So that's yeah. why I called it SGM. Uh, and the reason I didn't want, they were very funny that if people did work on the outside, they sort of gone, they went a bit dirty guts with them. So I kept it all under and undercover, really. And I printed some leaflets off uh, and I went dropping them round. And I got my first customer. Uh, it was a lady who lived down the road from where I worked. So I thought, oh, this is brilliant. I can uh, do this, you know, on my day off sort of thing or in the evenings. So I, I remember the first job I ever did, I had to trim some uh, wisteria back. And... Uh, <laughs> pouring down. Yeah, and it was pouring down in rain, absolutely bucketing heat. And uh, she rung me up, and I remember I was so happy with it because I told her I wanted £15 an hour, and she says, no, you're young, you're starting your business. I'll give you 17 50 I was like, bloody hell. So I was like, and people were like, what, they're going to pay you to do the gardening that much? I was like, yes, yes, they are. So I rocked up at this lady's house, and it was pouring down and she wanted me to do the wisteria. And I didn't even know what the wisteria was, you know. I'll be honest with you. I was a bit out of my depth. And <laughs> just chop it at the bottom of the car. Chop it at the bottom, pull it down. Well, I, I just <laughs> says to her, I says, Luke, I says, uh, 
you this is your garden you are the expert here you tell me what you want doing and she's like oh it's all right just cut it back give it a good hack back and that's what i did and it looked nice mm. and she was happy so ever since then i've not known what to do i just basically tell them but obviously that was five years ago and the knowledge has sort of improved it comes over time yeah. but with all the secrecy and uh you know trying to not tell anyone i was doing it just as i was packing my tools up the big boss drove past in his pickup didn't he saw me like, loading the mower back in the van so yeah it's, it, it, to be fair I don't, I don't think whether i wasn't on his radar or what and he never ended up saying anything but you just don't know so i did that for a few years like building it up on my days off um and I got more and more customers and the newspaper ad worked, got more and more. So I was doing like all my days off were full mm-hmm. uh, and I was doing most evenings. And then it come to the first lockdown and I thought like, oh, this is going to be good. You know, I'll be able to uh, have a bit of time off because I worked at an Aldi park. I thought, yeah, it'll be closed. Yeah. yeah. And they weren't, they were, bl- they, they say they furloughed me, <laughs> but I don't know whether they did or not. Right. So I spent the first lockdown cutting wood and I cannot describe to you how soul destroyingly boring doing the same task is every single day. It, honestly, if I could have lost my leg at the time, it would have brightened my day up. It was so soul destroyingly boring. What were you cutting the wood for? Then, was it for like firewood? Or were you making yeah, yeah. Cabins? All the log cabins, they all had log burners. So obviously right, you yeah. bring the wood up and you'd split it. And it was all done by an axe because the log split it. It was a POS. So uh, I think it was the end of the first lockdown. So just coming to the end of the first one. And uh, I'd had enough, you know, whether the the wood had ground me down, I don't know. And I just says to him, I I looked at what I had on and I thought, you know, worst comes to the worst. And I won't earn as much money, but I'll be free. Like I'll get my socks, so to speak. Um, so they, I told them, and, and I, it was the, the re- response I expected. They did go a bit dirty, guts and all that. And mm-hmm. I gave them plenty of notice. And anyway, I ended up leaving. So I, I went from five days, well, technically seven days of working, because I was working my days off in five days. And uh, I was like, blooming now I've got all this time. But then I've always been one. I, I don't know whether it's some type of undiagnosed thing but i don't like standing still i always try and do something um so i thought right i'll uh i'll, I'll start patting the bushes so i rung around all my old customers and just i had a chat and i just said if there's anything you need doing and then it started sort of like filling out just by bringing people who i'd worked for a couple of years ago and then they said well i don't and then before i knew it it went to like three four days a week i was like mm. brilliant uh, and then it progressed and then i think the first year i thought i need good kit behind me i'd already had some good kit uh, but i thought like this time i really like need to get everything i need so i think i swapped out one mower and i got like a big like the, the still 21 that's been a good little mower mm. uh, and i just started making the change to battery uh, yeah and i'm nearly there uh, i think we'll discuss that later because that's a whole yeah. separate subject 
How long but, were you part time uh, for? How long, how long were you doing it part time alongside the the wood? You know like, what? It was about so. three years. Wow! Right. Okay. Yeah, that it was, and it, and it went it went through shifts and changes. Where the first year I did it and I was all in on it, mm-hmm. and then the second year, I, I'm not ashamed to say because I I didn't let people down or anything, but I just took it for granted. Like I just almost saw it as like. It's a bit of cash on the side, if you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And I, d- I started actually turning work away, you know, because I thought, wow, this job's all right and it's cushy and, like, I don't really need it. So I started turning work down. I don't regret anything what I've done over the course of my working life because even the mistakes I've made have been lessons. Uh, mm. So the third year, it, the job started getting a bit crap and they started, like, it just got where they were micromanaging a lot more and they wanted to know everything and it was getting a bit pedantic, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like, So that's when I started thinking about, you know, uh, I start really seeing what I can do and, like, kicking it off. Um, yeah. And then that's what I did. And I know when I left, I got uh, a grant, uh, you know, the business startup grant. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah, cool. I actually, I actually applied, I actually applied for that and got it, uh, yeah. and it was something like I think it was one hundred and twenty pounds every two weeks, and then yeah. it dropped down to sixty every two weeks. You don't get much support off them, <laughs> like I was no, a bit but... shocked in a way because because I says to him like cause I get, they said like your business plan will give you six weeks to do it. I was like, well, I won't get on like I won't get it done so. And I, and I did it in like two it. days. Yeah. I don't think they knew what to do with me because mm. I wanted to learn as much as I can and to see what they had. But I don't think they used to. And they actually said that to me. He says, "Well, we're not. We're just used to people who want the money and they don't really need out offers." Yeah. I was like, oh, "Okay, that's doubtful." But they, they did out for what they could. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. And so yeah, so I just got on with it really. Uh, and then the years. The first year of, of quote self-employed. This is like the mm. full self-employed where I wasn't employed anymore. Uh, that was going really well. Uh and then September, uh I, I felt poorly. I was like, oh, this isn't fun. And uh I thought it was like we're going on to like the illness story now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a uh, uh, wow, I, I actually had the paramedics out because I was in so much pain. And I'm not one to complain about pain. I can sort of get on with it. Uh, but it was really painful. So then the paramedics yeah. come out and they said, oh, it's a urine infection. I was like, oh, brilliant. I've never had one of them before. Uh, you know, with all the joys. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> no, nothing seems like, I try not to get down about much. So if people think, because stuff, people say stuff that's happened to me has like, been really, really bad. And yeah, it is, but I try not, I just get on. So so yeah. in the end, it was, I had to go to hospital because it was really painful. And I won't go into too much detail, but I was in hospital and then next minute I was in a room with like three doctors. And uh, they're like, we need to check your testicles. I was right. like, okay then. Uh, like, do I need to go? And she, she says no. And then, bang, the hand was down the trousers. And then they checked. 
And I don't know how much I really should go into detail here because it is a gardening podcast. But <laughs> I, the only thing I'll say, they checked oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, like every opening they checked. So mm-hmm. it turns out I had a perforated bowel. Right. Um, and they were like, right, we need to take you down to emergency surgery. Uh, and this was all done like like one bam like wallop sort of style. Like I didn't have much time to process it. What, like, what before what, on, I the same, it, on the same visit? They just Yeah, the I went in because well they told the paramedics said I got a urine infection, so I had that yeah. for a week. And I was in that much pain. I went to the doctor and he says, Go straight to the amp hospital like A and E. So I got there and uh within like two hours, like a nurse was coming in, like a pretty nurse, saying, I need to come and fit your catheter. I was like, oh, my bloody God, this is all I need. Um, so, of course, my mum and dad were coming up, and I, and I yeah. was like, oh, you're going down for surgery. So, cutting all that out, I was in hospital for a couple of weeks. Whatever image you've got of bed baths, they aren't what you think. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. Um, yeah. So... I was in hospital for a couple of weeks and uh, they said to me, and like, I'll steer it back slowly to the yeah. garden business chat now because <laughs> uh, it all relates. And yeah, yeah, of course. I it says to them, because the, obviously the operation I had, it was called a Hartman's procedure uh, right. where they cut sort of like belt buckle all the way up. Uh, right. And they, they said to me, we don't think you, like, they said, you'll be all right and stuff like you'll heal up pretty quick. And then when they said, what job do you do? I was like, I'm a gardener. Oh, God. The, the face dropped. Yeah, I bet it did. And they were like, and they were like, Oh, uh, well, and they were sort of like looking at the shoes while he said it. And they were like, we don't think you'll be able to do that job anymore. And I was like, you are. And I was really, that was the most gutting thing because I know I could get through pretty much most yeah. things. But the, to be told by somebody that you can't, I was like, oh, my Jesus Christ. Um, well, you've not tried it either, up. have you? You've not tried it post whatever has happened. No, you, no. You, but you when can't you... even your brain go, shut up, I'll do that. Like, yeah, like well, stubborn I, people. Yeah, then. I was just so weak. When, when yeah. you have the surgery, you can't, you have to, like, sort of learn to walk again. If you, It's weird yeah. because you're so weak. Um and yeah, and everybody there was like, "Oh well, we don't know. You might be able to. You might not. You might be able to." Because I, I like to know. I don't like waiting. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Will I be able to do this? Will I be able to do this?" Uh, like when I was there, I wanted to go straight away as soon as I come around. I was like, "Can I go home?" Like, no, no, you can't. Uh, so the and that's what upset me the most because I was. I thought I'm not going to be able to do a job I enjoy because I really enjoy my job. And mm. the first year of self-employed was going really well. I'd built the mm-hmm. customers up. I was doing five days a week and I'd got the kit that I needed and everything was hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I managed to, before I went into hospital, I managed to send like a, a group text message to, to all my customers uh, just to say, like, because obviously I had work booked in for that week and the next day, yeah. really. Uh, so I managed to get a group message and I, I left my phone with my mother and I said, Luke, I said, just ring through all my gardening customers and just tell them what's going on. Um, and obviously I was in hospital for about two weeks. 
uh, and uh, I was speaking to my mum and she says, well, everybody's been really nice. And I was like, oh, wow. You don't have to be, because you don't know, really. I, no. I know my customers <laughs> yeah. are good. No. But you don't know. And when I got out of hospital, um, people, like, saw my customers come and see me and started, like, dropping cards off and boxes no. of chocolates. And they were saying, like, Luke, and when you're ready, we'll have you back. And I was like, bloody hell. And it turned out, I'll cut a story short, I ended up keeping all my customers, even though, yeah. even though I was out of action for two months. They, they kept the work there in a way. Uh, there was one customer who looked for another gardener, but she had a shock when the gardener quoted her like £300 for something, and I had to do it for, say, 35 So that worked out good in a way because it sort of made her think like, well... Yeah, he was pro- he was just ripping her off. There was no way he was anywhere near that. But mm-hmm. everybody kept me on. And that's whatever people take away from this like chat, where I'm gonna use fifty words to describe two words. If you're self-employed and you're fair with your customers and the worst happens and you are in hospital, it won't be as bad as you think. Yeah. Like because everybody was really nice and even when I come back, they're like they were like mothering me, they were like, I don't want you lifted and they started to tailor the jobs. And even people they gave me jobs that because this was winter at this point, they were giving me jobs that didn't really need doing, but they were giving them to me to do, or they kept them round from when they should have been done in September. And one bloke, best blessing Gordon, he's a really nice chap. He kept all the hedge work from when I should have done it at September. He kept it all for me, but he'd only let me do two hours a day. And right. you guys know that it takes you, by the time you got your kit out and done a little bit and packed up after two hours. So in, in, a, in a way, it was costing him money, like more money, but he yeah. needed to help me out. Uh, and right. yeah, everybody's really been really nice. And like... Again, fast forwarding, I'm all right now. Uh, I might have to go back in hospital in December, uh, but I'm all right now. Uh, yeah, and businesses. What like, can't? It's what, sorry, what what can't you do? Or is there any any is there any restrictions to what you can and can't do? I'm assuming like bending down must be a bit more difficult, isn't nothing. it? Nothing. No, nothing. Incredible. Uh, no, honestly. Uh, Nothing, and like I'm a big bloke, you know what I mean. There's a, there's a lot of me, uh, so <laughs> so maybe, and, and but no, nothing, no. Res- I, every so often I'll get a bit of pain, but that's sorted. Uh, so there's no ill effects really. Uh, obviously, living with a colostomy bag, because um, that's what I had to have after, yeah. because they obviously they had to redevelop everything. That's got its drawbacks. Yeah. So, you know, when you're cutting a black, uh, a thorny hedge, and yeah. you pop it, that's just that just makes your day amazing. But again, if anyone, because that was what was worrying me, like how do I garden with a costly yeah. bag or like even the photo, I was like, oh, how do I do it? Because you know, if anyone out there is going through it or has gone through it or they're going to have to have it, don't worry about it at all. It's not honestly. The customers don't care if that's what you think. Because I was worried about what people would think. 
They yeah. don't care. No one cares around you. Uh, they do in like a supportive way, but they won't judge anybody. And you just get on with it. That's the only thing I can say. You, you just get on with it. It pays massive dividends to be a customer-focused um, <clears throat> service provider. Definitely. If you want to call it that. And I think, I think, yeah, I think that's, I... That's, where, that's why, because there's so many out there that aren't. And there's so many out there that are just after kind of a quick bit of money or um, just mm. genuinely don't really care about people. Totally agree. I, I think if I was... I don't like using the term because we all do it, and I don't think it's a bad term, but say mobile and goers, where you're just a chap who does the lawns and the people never see him. Uh, Maybe you are more like disposable then because they can just get another clone version Mm -hmm. of that job. But I don't think my way of running my business is the right way, but it's the right for me. Yeah. Um, And I talk about this on my YouTube channel and I talk about it to people, and sometimes people say, "Well, like it can, they can people can take advantage or and people sometimes do because they think mm-hmm. you're the friends, but yeah. then it's all swings and roundabouts the majority of times mm-hmm. it is oh, yeah, so I don't yeah. I just think like as I say with my business, I try to push customer service as the like the biggest forefront you know try to be that friendly gardener sort of person not like mm-hmm. the the business gardener or well i am running it as a business and my aim is to make a profit yeah. but i don't want people to feel like that i want people to feel like he genuinely cares it's like today i went to one of my customers house marjorie she's a lovely lady and she's always there always there never not there yeah. And I got there and she wasn't there and uh, her house was all locked up and that's not like her. So I, when I take on people who are quote OAPs, mm. if like the daughter introduces me, cause that's how we yeah. normally, you yeah, know, yeah. daughter or someone, a family member's mm-hmm. always there. I always get their number as well. Uh, yeah. And I rung her up and it turns out she'd just gone to the dentist, but, Maybe it's me overthinking, but I'd be really, really upset if something happened while I was mowing the lawn and just went away and she was 100%. on the floor. You know, to, it, it can happen. So I've, I've had um, a lady called Jean who um, I describe her as an OG, original garden. And she, yeah, yeah. Um, she's she been there right from kind of the first few months of business. Anyway, I haven't seen her for three cuts now. So like six weeks. I messaged her son just to see if everything was all right. Because, like, she leaves certain, like, gates open and stuff. So I don't need to see her each time. But she always yeah, comes yeah. out and, like, makes a fuss. I haven't seen her for, yeah, six weeks. Absolutely fine. She was just in Benidorm. And then she was somewhere else. And then she was somewhere else. <laughs> and it was funny. like, and then it was like, oh, while you're there, can you do a report for the tree trimming? I'm like, yeah, no worries. Like, but it, yeah. And it does. It, it, you know, I, I mean, I must admit, I am a mo go and blow Um for quite a yeah, bit of the nothing, I must, I must admit, because nothing, to be honest, I need to make a profit because I've got, you know, I've got employees and you know high costs and stuff like that. But uh, there's also that kind of, you know, the really kind of decent customer service side of it as well, and I really do enjoy that. And to be honest, if I could do it forty hours a week, I probably would do. Um, but yeah, I, it's, think, um, I like a good mix. Yeah, I like. There is some job like I do some quote mow and blow jobs. Yeah. Uh, and I like them because you can get so much done in a day. You're not yeah, tied yeah. down 
to like a constraint. You've got one job, move along and go. Yeah. That's it. And you can really sort of smash them off, can't you? You can get yeah, like yeah, eight, nine, ten. Um, mm-hmm. Some people, I, I spoke to another gardener, he does 20 to 25 in a day. And I was like, blooming hell. But it, it can be done, and that's where the real money is. But it's the, what I do, even with, say, Marjorie, you know, I, I can have a brew with her. And mm. It's still profitable. Like, yeah. it's okay, she'll keep me talking for 10 minutes. But I'm not saying I work that in with the price, but like, I'm not the cheapest gardener out there, but I know I'm not the most expensive. Mm. But I know while I'm there, even if she keeps me talking, or I keep her talking because I, as you can tell, I like to talk. Uh, it's still going to be profitable, if you get what I mean. Yeah, you've got that always in the back of your mind, haven't you? When you're talking to yeah, them. you, you, you have like a talk. contingency. They want to talk to you, and you're like, and you can like see the pounds draining, and you're like, oh my god, I've got to get on. And it, you do need to build some of that in. Um, that like, I, it, it's, it's oh hard my god, to kind it of, cost... but you you do need to because you. It's a full day of work at the end of the day. You know, you you, you do need to. There is a couple that keep me talking no matter what. But the majority of them know, like, if I say to them, like, look, I've got a really busy day. Um, Mm. Next time I come, I've got more of a free time. I'll have a chat with They're They're fine with that. And I think Mm -hmm. as long as you're honest, because, like, I've seen some of my customers... And I know what they're like. They are chatterboxes. Mm. And I've seen when, like, the postman will be there and he's trying to get off and stuff. And he's, <laughs> like, he's itching to go. But he can't yeah, he yeah. Dare say it. But he mm. winds them up, you know, and, and they say mm. to me after. And I think, well, at least if you tell them and just say, look, I'm really, I'm really, like, I've got a lot to do today, Ducky. Mm. Do you mind if, like, we finish this convo next time? I think as long as you tell them, you're yeah. right, and I don't know whether it's me, but I always think like, because I think every gardener sees it. We've got customers that we know a hundred percent that we are the only people they see all week. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Whether Definitely, it's yeah. whether it's a quick wave through the window, and I'm not saying these people deserve to be like it. These people are really nice. They've got a huge family normally, but no one comes to see them, and mm-hmm. we're the only people that they're sort of like back of the mind for the family uh yeah and like we're the only people and I, I do eat because i think you know when i get to that point i would love like my gardener or my postman or you know somebody to talk to me because as i say it's just five or ten minutes out of your day uh mm-hmm. even with a cup of tea people bring me cups of tea and i know some gardeners don't have a brew I always do because I think it's rude not to. I think if someone's willing to make you one, uh, mm. why not have it? But then I can see why people don't. Uh, especially some people say it's because of COVID and whatever. Like I've had a cup of tea out of a jam jar before, what some ladies made. And as long as the tea's piping off, it kills anything really. Uh, oh, yeah, but, I, 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 I quite often take a, I quite often take a brew, but yeah. I, on the route, know where. The brews are coming from, and that sounds really stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, brew stops like, y- yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, because like you know, <laughs> you I know do. that I know that Anne's at about eleven o'clock, so like we won't bother. We won't bother stopping just yet. Let's go to Anne's because she's always got the kettle on. And then like yeah, you know, it, it's even kind of, with you, lemon you kind of, it, Well, yeah, I mean, she made us cheese scones a couple of weeks ago. Great, but you've, yeah, yeah, you, you and you can do that when you're 
small and personal and it's um yeah, yeah you can 100 percent do that it's got to be one of the perks of it i'm sure that um uh, but they need that to be honest and i think covid they got a lot do, of people um, out of the, i think covid got a lot of people out of the habit of going to see older people to be honest um they just got they just got used to not going for a couple of years and i can't i can't excuse family for not going because i don't know whether i remember the bad but there's some i, I see some people who've got huge families and i just think why can't you just bother with them and it's like one customer, a son visits every other week, but she asked me to change the light bulb for her. Mm. I says, oh, yeah, go on then. And it's a two-second job. And I says, oh, I says, like, didn't your son do it? Oh, no, he hasn't got time. I says, mm. oh, wow. I says, you should have asked me earlier, Ducky. She says, oh, wow, I have been struggling, but it's getting darker now. She said the light bulb had been out for three months. Mm. So, yeah. as I say, I don't know. Some people do say, Sam, you're too soft with people. Uh, I don't think it is because I think if you be there for people and talk to them, they'll remember you and they'll say like, oh, did you say that you do power washing as well? And mm. like all my customers have had additional services. So mm. they're not just like even the mow and goers, they've had the gutters done, they've had the power washing done. Uh, you know what I mean? They've had other mm-hmm. work, so I think it's a. I don't think it's a perfect business model, um, but then I think it is a sustainable one. But at the same time, I'm not out there being fake and like just talking to them to get work. It's I actually enjoy talking to them. One of my customers used to be uh, a prison guard who used to look after Ch- uh, Charles Bronson. Nice. Uh, and and that was very interesting. He was I'll bet, it, I'll bet, it, I'll like, bet it was. Oh god, yeah. He was telling about when they used to play Scrabble in the back of the uh, paddy wagon with Bronson, and uh, when yeah. he used to jump up because he got that excited winning. Uh, but he was a man of few words, apparently, Charles. And uh, he'd put like like milk or something down, and they all had to like play at his level and below because they were shit scared of him because he was a right unit. So when he won, yeah. he was jumping up and down and the wagon was like swaying side to side and they were banging heads <laughs> on the side because it was that big. But, oh, as I said, I could Bless talk. Him. Like, they told um, me so much stories. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you you do, you do, you do, you meet people. I mean, to be honest, I um, I work with a couple of lads that are, so I've got one full-time employee and then one that's seasonal, both in the 20s. So you can have a really good chat with them about Snapchat and like all the stuff that's like their age group. And sometimes I kind of appreciate like yeah. somebody a little bit older to kind of have a bit of a, just to break it up really, to be honest. It's, um, you know, it's, sometimes it's just, it's nice to kind of have a bit of a chat to somebody that's like seen a few more things and, you know, it's, I wouldn't want it over all, all week. I wouldn't take them with me. But like just having a bit of a chat to him is quite is quite nice. But you can't. You're right. You can't have it. You can't have it too much. But I mean, you're. Um, no. It's it, 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 it sounds like you're happy with like the customer base that you've got. To be honest. Yeah, it's, I love it. I think it's really important. I, depending, it doesn't matter who who you know. Like it's your it's your business, isn't it? You do what you want with it. And if you're if you're happy yeah, it's with not it, a, like, it's not a perfect. Um, 
I have unfortunately had to let go a few people, uh, and I've had to a few people have let me go. But it's fair. It's like some people they aren't the customers I want, basically, or the people I look for, and they aren't appreciative. They're basically people who just want the lawn mowing, and like they're there at the end of August saying about, well, I want to. Uh, is this the last cut? Is it now? And start of September, they're saying is this the last cut? And so it's not a perfect customer base. Like I do talk about it on YouTube sometimes. You do meet some like horrible people and some people that just don't appreciate what you provide and they just take advantage of you. But that is yeah, the minority lucky. You've got to have non-negotiables, haven't you? Like, you've got to have, like, a couple of things that you just personally don't want to tolerate within your business. And I think anyone yeah. that fits outside that parameter, I think it's, fa it's fine to get, you know, pass them on to somebody else. You know, if they do want Mogo and Blow, then and they don't want anything else, and they're not appreciative, and they're a bit picky, somebody out there will pick them up and be quite happy with them. So you're probably doing them a favor, yeah. if, if nothing else. I mean, I know, I, know I, I have certain things that I'm, you know, really kind of, I'm fairly strict on, that they have to, you know, like, I hate late payers. Like, um, I, re I really do. If you're late paying a few times with me, then I'll be shipping you off to somebody else. It just upsets me. Um, and yeah, because there's no other place. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't go to Tesco's and say I'll pay you later or yeah, uh, anywhere else really. But the, the biggest one for me at the moment is I don't know whether it, it, it all stems from the mow and blow crowd. They're wanting to go from a bi weekly, so once every two weeks, so bi monthly, they want to go from every two weeks to either once a month or once every six weeks yeah and that's okay uh but they want to pay the same price as a fortnightly cut and obviously that doesn't mate up really i can't do it uh, do you guys what where's the budge point with you guys so if somebody's a, a fortnightly cut and they say right uh because i've had all the excuses whether it's the washing machine's packed up to no excuse and they just want to go to once every month or once every three week or as i said there's a couple that want it once every six weeks uh do you renegotiate do you requote so my kind of rule or would you take the hit it's it's dependent on entirely the situation so if it's them on holiday and they won't leave the back gate open and we've got to skip one then I'll add 50% onto the next one and I'll tell them if it's it's not grown because it's the middle of summer, then and the and the and I know that they're genuine about that, and it's probably not going to take me too much longer. I'll just leave it. If it's yeah, you know, I've had what I've had one that's recently um I have to go in kind of through the garage. It's a bit of a weird mm. one. I wouldn't normally take something like that on, but there's like I've got four customers all within walking distance. And one of them has a garage yeah, yeah. to go through. So I'm like, do you know what? For for the fact that we've got root density on this street, I'll do I'll just do that. Anyway, they're having the garage remodeled, aren't they? So it's like they've had the they've had the door knocked down. And do you know what? They've never cancelled service before and they've never not been in when they've said they're gonna be in on that day, or it's been left open. And I've just left it. Um but mm. there's I, I think it's the intent behind it for me, and and that's not a very systems based 
answer because you wouldn't, you know, big business, you have to have everything in categories, don't you? And you have to have a rhyme and a reason mm. why you're going to do certain charges. But I'm not a big business, so I'll do it on my based on my opinion whether I think it's right or not. And um, yeah, to be honest, if they if they are skipping a lot, I kind of I usually do two to three skips, and it just upsets me so much that I, I usually say you need to find another service provider. Um, yeah, because these I, I people just think the penny pinching, and they're exactly. not they're yeah. not fit for recession, and that's what worries me. So if I start to build yeah. up loads and loads of them, and then all of a sudden I've got twelve people cancelling, that's really yeah, yeah. financially. Exactly. So I'd rather get rid of them one. I'd rather get rid of them one by one. <laughs> yeah. Um, over yeah. the course of like a twelve. These people. Period. These people are the extreme end. So these are the gardens that you've got into them as a jungle, mm. and you've just got on top of it, and then they wanted to go to once every six weeks. Um, yeah. And I, you know what I mean? The grass has just been hacked right down anyway, so it's super thick at the bottom. And then to let it grow for another six weeks. And one of them's a, a maintenance, actually. It's not a, a, just a cut, it's maintenance as well. So it's beds and borders. Yeah. And like, I'll tell you, one of the six, one of the six weeks, it was only a £25 visit. So yeah. you can see there's not much meat on the bone as there is. It's, I'd be there mm -hmm. around about the hour mark. Mm -hmm. uh, so to go to once every six weeks, it's. I thought it was a bit, and I did have to say this to her that I'm going to have to requote. And uh, she she made excuses, and she ended up saying, "Well, I'm going to have to look for another gardener." And sometimes I think you've got to take the hit because you, you're running around for. It's like if you're going to go from a month, sorry, fortnightly to six weekly, it's, before you know it, it could be even longer possibly. Yeah, I don't want to set a precedence either, to be honest, that going monthly is a good idea. No, um, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I just I just don't. I just, because I, I, I just don't enter into a conversation about yeah. it. If I've, got, um, no. I've got a really strange one at the moment. So it's yeah. one that I took on at the start of the year, um, when I first started, obviously, and it was overgrown, took it on, got it down to looking all right, Went on to maintenance. Uh, we de decided fortnightly, absolutely fine. About a month later, a customer comes to me and she wants to go to monthly with the, the thing of she wants to cut the grass with a little fly mow every two weeks. Um, but this, I mean, this is a £60 cut and it takes me half an hour. So I'm like, yeah, no worries. Um, and recently she's, she now wants it every five weeks. Which not surprised if you charge a sixty pound for an half yeah. an hour cut. Yeah, I want you but... every year. <laughs> See, that's uh, an interesting topic uh, that I'm. I have been doing. I'm going to do a video on this. It's how much can you charge before it's taking the mix? So I know if I said to people, oh, "Half an hour work for sixty pounds," they would take the they would get the hump by that and and i've had it so i took on a job that i quoted uh because it's about half an hour from me anyway no other customers nearby and uh she told me herself it would take her three hours uh, you live up scotland don't you no like, no no i'm, I'm uh, first because i'm still north, 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 north. oh, oh so you 
I, I just thought that for a second when you say 65, I thought, God, I hope he hasn't had this customer I've just had. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I got Scotland. Anyway, so uh, I took on a job and it was about half an hour from my house. So, and there was no one else nearby, proper in the sticks. And she said to me, it used to take her three hours to do it. Uh, she had a fly now, actually. <laughs> and uh, so I, I quoted her £60. And then it took me about an hour and a half to get it done the first time. And then the next time it took me about an hour and 20. And this was during when there was a drought on. So it wasn't growing much. And then <clears throat> in the end, it, take, it took me about 40 minutes. And uh, she come out and actually had me about it. She says, look, I, I'm not happy paying you this much while you're here. You're only here 40 minutes. I'm paying you £60. And, you know, you, you sit there and argue. You don't argue, but you tell them, like, how you come to that price. And I did offer to go to fortnightly beforehand because it wasn't growing at all. You, you were just mowing dust, really. Mm. Oh, no, I like it short. And that was what she said. So that was what was done. <clears throat> but I, I do often think, how much can you earn? in quotes an hour before people yeah. are sort of not thinking they're getting value for money yeah so for me for this 60 pound cut it's i would normally never charge anywhere near that but... i was joking mike you charge what you want i was kidding no you're, you're in you're in the oh video. yeah i don't you're in, the, people... you're, in the you're in the sticks mike that's it's a different world to what i am yeah yeah so... it is if if yeah. people yeah so th this one i mean this one is like there's a, a section where it's like 45 degrees you can't get your mower on it so you've got to strim it all and it's like it's yeah. a proper nasty cut um but it's one of those I, i'm gonna have to go to the next next season i'm gonna ride this season out the little what got one cut left you might as well. You've got winter work coming. Yeah. Just, just do it. Just going yeah. to ride <laughs> it out quite, and then it'll be a conversation for next season. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... See, I don't... Go on. Sorry. Yeah, I don't... Like, I'm not saying people shouldn't earn as much as they want per hour at all. It's, I think I like hearing when people say it because they can say, oh, well, like you said, Mike, it's it sounds a real, like, trauma half an hour you know what i mean it doesn't sound yeah. like a walk in the park so yeah credit to you but people the bigger picture is customers they might grumble about it but they don't realize what it's took to get that half an hour cut from you you probably spent thousands on kit to get to that point it's could they do it for less probably not with what they've got they, like you said they took a three hours yeah and the reality is like just because you're spending that long on one property, if you divided that up and you, let's say you did three at £20, no one would bat an eyelid. No. Just because you're in the same place yeah. <laughs> and you, it's the same it's the same customer. I mean, like we have, you know, when, when me and Tom are kind of mogo and blowing and we're doing like £25 cuts all down the same street, you can very easily knock one out in five to six minutes. When there's two of you, mm. one on a strimmer, one mowing. When one finishes strimming, other one mows, other one goes back to get blower. You can see how it's like super, super quick. Now, and then if you're not having to unload again, you can see how the money kind of kind of stacks up. And no one will come, no, no one will go, he's just made 125 quid in an hour and a half in this street. You know, like nobody would say that, would they? It'd be ludicrous. Nobody no. would sit there with a calculator working out how much you how much you're doing. It's just because it's in the same place. 
But I mean, if you if you're rural, it's a different world, isn't it? It's a completely different world, and it needs oh, to be yeah. a totally different setup for you. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, so just kind of moving on from from that, um, you've obviously we've touched on it a little bit. You've got um, a YouTube channel which you started a yes. few months ago. Um, yeah, right? it's about yeah. yeah, I think it's about three or four months ago. Um, you've um, been pretty consistent with uploads doing from what i've seen you know usually doing about one a week um yeah i've you, tried made, to uh... what made you jump into that what made you because because it's a bit of a it's it, it was a bit of a weird kind of epiphany for me to jump into it i just wonder what kind of yeah what made you come from being a consumer to a producer of content so to speak uh, i think it's because i wanted to get a different point across than what's already out there so there's chaps out there that do fantastic videos of mowing lawns and time lapses um can't knock them at all that's not my cup of tea i've said that from the very go i, mm. I, I mow lawns yeah. all day i don't want to watch someone else do it so i'll never do content like that yeah. uh, there's chaps out there that uh, are very very good at talking about you know very niche subjects mm-hmm. like like out that like the real in, ins and outs of like bookkeeping or like dealing with exact situations i just wanted to be the average gardener sort of laying out information on how i run my business and i've said this i don't think my business model is perfect but i think it's adaptable to most people yeah i think i wanted an information source out there i wanted one uh, so i could look back and see my progression uh and two i wanted information out there where people can sort of look and i know you shouldn't go off one just one person's view so you, if you've got a problem don't just look at say what one person's done and adopt that but no, whenever i talk about something yeah, I always try and give a balanced document. So if yeah. any of you watch my videos, I'll say a point, but I might loop around and tally from both sides. That's why mm-hmm. I mentioned about how much you earn per hour, because sometimes I look at it from a customer's point of view, and sometimes I look at it, well, I look at it from my point of view, a business owner's first, and then I'll look at it from a customer's point of view. And yeah. the reason is you it helps to see both sides of the argument, not just one. So, and plus I like content. Like for me, I like listening to content more. So I like podcasts. So I wanted my content to be, um, where somebody could sit and listen to me because at the moment I'm doing a lot of talking videos and they're the ones I like doing. I do do like tool reviews, but, I like trying to get the information across. I don't show really myself in it because I don't think people need to see me and something doing it. Obviously, it helps to build a bit of trust when they've got a bit of person relatable, but I think the content, like the message behind the content should sort of help to fill in the blanks. I just want to be where if somebody like information where someone can consume it 
yeah, yeah. they could sort of hopefully pick up a few tips. Um, and at the same time, it's a placeholder for me. But I think most people are at their point that I am with my business where I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got, you know, five, six days work. I'm not at the point where I need staff, but maybe I will need staff. So I'll take that along on the journey. Uh, one series I'm doing at the moment, when I use the word series, that's in very loose air quotes. Uh, it's my, and that's another thing. I'll talk about my business, but I don't take myself too seriously uh, no. like it's working the business on paper it's a good living um, and I know it's a good living um, and it could support somebody very very well very comfortable but I just want the uh, information to be there but like this new series I am setting a little side business up for me winter so yeah. I'm going I'm not ditching gardening because that's my bread and butter that's what I enjoy but I am changing tap completely and uh, doing a gutter cleaning business. So yeah. I'll be taking people along with that journey. And it will be the best. I want, to cut it short, I want my channel to be real. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to fluff it up and sort of like, this is how it is and this is how amazing it is. I show the lows. So if, if I bugger up with a customer, I'll tell them. Yeah. Uh, if I have a, if I get sacked from customers, I'll tell them and I'll tell them, but I'll do it in a balanced way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like with the gardening, but the gutter cleaning business, I'll show them how it goes. If it does terrible, I'll show them because that's how we learn, uh, and that's how I learn. There's no point me ranting for twenty minutes about, say, a bad situation with a customer, and I'm just skewing it all in my favour when it's not. Uh, and then people are telling me how hard done by I am. I'm not going to learn that at all. I need no. to, and hopefully somebody who's in that situation will learn as well. So that's the idea behind the channel. No, that's good. I think um, I think there's a lot of channels out there, especially UK YouTubers, so to speak. There's, they've got such a variety of content, and the channel looks a little bit lost. So I do kind of appreciate you, like, yeah, I know what I'm going to get from you, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get, like, yeah. 10 to 15 minutes of, like, you having a chat about a certain topic. And it's, yeah, it's kind of refreshing. It's not like my channel. It's right nice. It's got all sorts of stuff on it. I try but, uh, to be very <laughs> neutral. Um, yeah. So I try not to. There's times where I would really like to rail off and show proper emotion because some things do cut and annoy me. But yeah. I don't think it helps the situation. I think it's just a consistent tone and to get the message across, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did get what I am going to definitely call a viral video the other day. Saw it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that was just. <laughs> so, for those of you so... that haven't, haven't seen it, it was you opening yeah. a, a weed killer. Is that right? Yeah, a bottle and... of garlic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah, it was. How many views is that on? Like, oh, it keeps 149,000 that it got in a day and then it stopped. Shorts stopped. Are crazy, aren't they? Shorts. Oh, God, yeah. Real. It picks it up and then it just picks it, picks it, and then depending on how well it's received and you watch time and stuff, and then all of a sudden it just bump, it just drops them, doesn't it? And then, like, it'll get two, three views a day and 
it'll just yeah. I looked when I life. first put it up. I looked at it. I had like ten thousand views in like ten minutes, and I was like, "Bloody hell!" Like <laughs> something's gone That's wrong here. Crazy. But that is I, crazy. Another thing, uh, I'm not doing a channel for quote YouTube fame. Uh, so I'm going to Soltex, but I won't be going as SGM Gardener and looking for people to come up and talk. And they can if you want to, but I'll find I'm you. Not... I'll find you. Yeah, yeah you'll find, find me. Firstly, <laughs> uh, I'm going. Uh, oh, I'm no, going I'll with... see it. I won't no. see it. I'm going to see it. I won't see it. I won't see it. I've got it. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm tagging along with uh, the Kilted Gardener, would you believe? Oh, yeah. Um, Interesting. So I will be keeping very much, as I say, the channel, it's not a look at me. It's not me trying to get rich and, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube fame. It's It literally is. If It helps somebody. Yeah. Like somebody said on one of my videos that they bought them doll like leaf, grab, leaf grabbers. And that just made me happy, the fact that somebody yeah. had done that. As I said, I'm not an influencer. I never want to be. I just want... If, Somebody can gain some information, uh, even if it's off my mistakes, then and they can learn from it. That's yeah. what I want. Very good. I like um, I like I like Reese Kilt Gardner. I think he's funny. Is it? Is it? Is he? I, I like. Really, I've never met. I've never met him, but he seems. He's like a, a really nice good, bloke, you know. He seems like a really good guy. He is. He wears his heart on his sleeves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he could be. Some people from a distance could think. He's very full on, but the thing is, he's not hiding anything. He's not like no, 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 no. pretending. No, he's he's, he, he is what yeah. he is, and he is a nice chap. Because um, there's so, a few yeah. on, there's a few on YouTube that I do think, to be honest, in the UK scene, I won't go into it, but I think they're a little bit disingenuous. And so I yes. do appreciate, I do, I do appreciate the kind of yeah, <laughs> the open forum that certain people, certain people there's get. Some Just, people who I've messaged. They were quote big YouTubers. Uh, yeah. Some have got podcasts. Some uh, I've messaged just to say hi. I, I don't want anything off them. Don't want to shout out. Nothing like that. It's just to say hi. Um, right. And they don't message back. Uh, as I say, it's I'm not doing it to like get anything off them. I don't want any. You know what I mean? I just it's there is that unfortunately, and whether it's the Mm. the view count or maybe there's just the sheer mess amount of messages they get maybe we just get diluted down and they haven't got time to listen to maybe. quote normal people uh but then why would you them. why would but why would you promote why, why would you produce content for people to not then interact with people like it doesn't make any sense you know it's it's what it's doing an input isn't it to get an output and the output is meeting people and communicating and yeah, but I've never, I've Maybe. never. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's a strange, it's a, it's a very strange scene as the UK YouTube scene. It's very disjointed. Like I think the Americans it are better. To be honest, they seem to be a lot more open for collaboration, and they all seem to kind of know each other, so to speak. Maybe maybe that's the event. Maybe maybe I'm naive. <laughs> I think it is. I just I always think with some British gardeners, uh, it's. If it's like if you speak to other gardeners that aren't say on Facebook or YouTube gardeners, nothing like that, I've noticed there's always a bit of a caginess where people are a bit afraid to talk about prices Maybe. and 
like maybe it's just a bit of that. Like they don't want to open up too much. Maybe. Uh, too much time alone, maybe. As I said, it, no. it could be. Maybe it's, it's just a, long, it's a, a long, bit it's peculiar. It's a long week, 40 hours on your own. It's a long, long week. Do that over a period of 15, 20 years. Surely it's going to change you. It's, you know. Well, you're not I've worked on more, my own. <laughs> well, I've worked on my own for the last uh, probably 10 years. Would you expand and take on, like, employees? Do you know what my biggest one people? is? Uh, it's trust. That's that's the one I would probably struggle because okay. I think it's something I'd have to get over in my in my own head uh, because I've got my kit which I am proud of. So if somebody and I've seen how other people treat other people's kit, that <laughs> would really bug me if I saw yeah. them mistreating it. Uh, the customers, I think, if I was to do it, I would have to whatever new work. The customer, the the new guy would get basically, and if I was to get another guy, it would be for say like mobile logo work. You know what I mean? Or yeah, like yeah. new maintenance because I, I don't know. Maybe I'm like kidding myself and thinking, oh well, customers they wouldn't want me there, but like they'd be happy for say a younger, fitter model to say come in and you know do the board. They might be happy with that, but what happens if? They don't get on with this chap because he doesn't have a brew with him, or he's, he wants to get on so he can get off early. Or I think it's he, difficult. He, he wants to get on. That's, I think it's difficult. That would difficult. be my yeah, because you've you've built a personal brand in essence. Yeah, you've built Sam doing garden maintenance. It's even in the name, and I think to well, have... who falls under SGM, yeah. but everybody knows me as Sam the gardener. Yeah, course, so yeah. I think it would be hard to say get like Dave coming in to help mm. so to speak yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, i don't know there's there has been a couple of times where i thought like uh especially when i was poorly i did think about uh getting somebody to help mm-hmm. and uh, I, I actually found somebody and he was willing to help me uh, and he was a he was a elderly chap actually it was really nice uh but he was 84 but he was <laughs> bloody fit right he he was honestly i didn't know he was that old i thought he was in his 60s uh and i thought (laughs) i thought he'd be brilliant because he was he was one of those he could talk the bees from the trees thing and he was a really nice bloke and he knew what he was doing uh he's like ex-army uh you know what i mean He, he, he knows what he's doing he just wanted he said to me i'd want a couple of days and then i could spend the rest with my grandkids all that uh and that was as close as i got to it really but uh, you never know it's if i find the right person the works allows well it would be uh, the thing but i think what i'd do first and i'd concentrate my work down first so yeah you, i know it sounds horrible but you've you've got to do it as a business owner you'd look through your customer list wouldn't you the ones that cause you trouble. If you've got in that yeah. much work in that you're replacing it straight away, then you would unfortunately get rid of, without sounding horrible, the dead weight. Uh, and I yeah. think all of us as gardeners, we've got some form of it. Uh, you know, late payers, yeah. nightmares. Uh, yeah. It, it could be for any reason. It is. So you, you have to. Uh, 
you're, yeah, um, you just have to how, dial how, how are you set up schedule wise? So what what's kind of the what what does it, what does a typical kind of week look like? Is it mainly because obviously it's garden maintenance, isn't it? So you're doing kind of like border work. The like it's everything. Right. My business model now is anything exterior, anything outside that house, I will do. Yeah. So if they want the patios power washing, uh, if you want the gutters cleaning, it's all high end. Like I've invested in a really good power washer. Uh, on the GX390, it's like trying to move a safe. All the weights concentrated down. Uh, Got to clean. It's all spot. It's all spinner clean. It's all like I the best you can get. I think. Uh, so you know they're not going to look out and see somebody attempting gutter cleaning up a ladder yeah. and you know dropping bits on. If I'm offering a service, I want to do it the best proper way yeah. I can. So they know that Sam will take care of it. And then anything outside, so hedge work, uh, border work, grass cutting, if you want the lawn scarifying, if you want treatment, uh, anything outside, you name it. If the lawn is 99% moss and they want a new lawn putting down, uh, bits of not hard, like soft landscaping, I call it. So say if someone wants gravel putting down, slate putting down, yeah, anything external. I will do. Uh, not fence painting, though, because I am terribly messy with fence mm. paint. No, no, I don't know why anyone would yeah. do that sometimes. The, um, no. So, but then do you have, like, so do you go to, like, Mary's on a Monday morning at nine o'clock and do, like, two hours border work and then... Oh, yes. In, uh, you, sorry, so, schedule, yeah. Yeah, so you kind of do that. Is that... And then, like, is that on, like, this... a bi-weekly... Yeah, the schedule's pretty much over time. It's evolved into what I think is the best system for me. So, one Monday I will have the same customers, and two weeks from them I'll have the same customers. So they're the fortnightly. Yeah. Tuesday is Utoxy today because that's the furthest place I garden. So I will do all my gardening work in Tuesday, uh, and if any customers live on that route, I'll do them. Wednesday is a village day, so I'll do the ones in the villages nearby. So I'll try and keep my route as tight as possible because yeah. if I didn't, I'd be going to talk to one day, Ipsons the other. And I'd be, when I'm in the van, I'm not earning money. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday, again, it's it's just it's the same. Like two weeks from today will be the same Thursday as the Thursday coming. And yeah. then Friday is actually uh, day raters now. I've picked up two people who will have me once every two weeks for a full day so I don't have to worry about filling a day because I've got a full day with one lady one week I've got a full day with a lady another ne- day next week and then Saturday um, is like the smaller villages on a half day and then Sunday is Gordon Day because he likes me going on a Sunday um, so I'm doing hedges there this chap, honestly, I'm swear he is trying to give me some form of butter related. He loves <laughs> butter, so he he bought me some fruitcake out, and uh, I thought he'd put cheese on it. It wasn't; it was butter, you know, that thickly sliced. And then he gave me a mince pie, and he said, "Do you want uh, butter on it?" I was like, "Oh, right, like brandy butter." No, no, Lurpak. I was like, "No, I'm all right. I can feel my arteries fearing as it says." <laughs> So that, yeah, sorry, I get really, I've got the attention span of a fly. So 
Yeah, and then I have I have one commercial like quote contract. It's not a contract, but I go there once every three weeks and I look after the grounds of a of a, of a I can't think this sound like but I mean plumbing supplies. So that's my commercial contract. And then right. by doing that, I got the people who own the place. They have me doing their house and the day raters. They're brilliant. They leave me to it. See, yeah. they don't. One of them, she doesn't tell me what to do. She asks me as the gardener, what do you think needs doing here? And I'll say, well, the hedges need, yeah, brilliant, do the hedges. Then that's it, I'm on hedges all day. Uh, so work is varied. It's, it's. I could, this will help us get onto the kit sort of mm -hmm. thing. My van is like the TARDIS, as in it's got everything in it. Obviously, I don't take the power washer with me. No. or the gutter cleaning kit. But whatever's in my van when them two things aren't in there, I can pretty much do anything. I saw a gardener a bit back and I was talking to him and he had in his van, he had a roller strimmer cord, a blower, a mower and a strimmer. And that was it. My van is the opposite to that. It's got everything because I I know where I'm going, but I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. So I could go to say Norma's and she could be, oh, you see those trees? Can you just lop a few branches from the crown of that tree for me? Uh, oh, and I've got leaves. Can you get them up and can you, you do this? So I have to carry a good variety of kit with me. So of all the things, I am proudest of my van because it's very, very well kitted up. Yeah, I, that would stress me out so much going somewhere and not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> that would stress me out. I have, so a, I have a I have a rough idea, but it's yeah, like yeah. it's it's curveballs sometimes where they'll and, and the thing is I have this real hatred of turning up at places because before I used to when I wasn't like properly self employed, I used to just put what I thought I needed in and I'd get there mm. and they'd be like, Oh Will you be all right doing that? I, oh, I haven't got that blooming tool with me, like a long reach stuff or yeah, something like that. So I ended up carrying it. So, I, you know, where the telescopic pole pruner, the chainsaw mm. one from Stell, I've yeah. got one of them blooming tucked away as well. I, I, I use it probably once a year. So there's yeah. no reason I can't keep it at home. But every time I take it out of my van, that's the time I need it when <laughs> I go to somewhere. But it's having this high... I, I know it's not iron kit to some people, but most gardeners don't have like the real, real, like big pole pruner, like the one that goes to five meter. Um, no. Most gardeners don't have like the re, you know, like the really big pole saws that can mm -hmm. like go to the top of a tree. Yeah. Um, and I, and I carry that. It's like, I always got my ladders with me and it's, it's doing these jobs, which some people could argue is like a premium job or even like a tree surgeon job like taking a big branch out of a tree when it's five metre in the air, but I could do it. So that allows yeah, me yeah, just yeah. to charge that little bit more and provide what I always think is a friendly service, but it's a premium service. Yeah, and I think if you are turning up and there's like there's a potential, quite a lot of variety, you, you do need to carry everything. Um, oh, definitely. This, yeah, that was... That'll stress me out so much. That'll stress me out so much. It stresses um, you out most when you go and you've got to park it somewhere that looks really sketchy. That's when yeah. it's like, hmm, it's very stressful. 
So, but, um, in t- in terms of the kit, then, um, you use is it majority battery or is it are you nearly all yes. battery now? It's uh, it's all battery. Uh, I have got the capability to run all battery. Uh, so in the summertime, I was fully cordless. That was a mix of the still stuff. Uh, yeah. And I used to have a still mower, the cordless one. And I, I, I bought the Ego one instead. And I must admit, the Ego one is brilliant. Okay. Uh, I know there's a lot of good about good and bad about it. It's brilliant. But only at summer. Right. I thought it was like the dog's danglies in the mower world until yeah. the grass started growing and it started getting wetter. And then you realise that it's it's just not got the power to like get all the grass in. Like it will mow wet lawns, but you turn back and it's sort of dropped little bits everywhere and it's like left little tufts that you've got to then mow over. So I was mowing lawns twice. So at the moment, I am all cordless with whatever i hold in my hands but the mowers i have got the uh, the big still 21 out and uh, i have got the uh, still roller out and the reason is i can go to ego i can keep using that but it's not productive for me so for me like you know my business model by now like i'll have a, I'll have a chat with somebody at the end of the job if i can but I don't want to be mowing a lawn twice because I have to no. take two bites off it, uh, or no, 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 no. it drops uh, it drops stuff behind. And again, what I'm going to do a review on the Ego mower, and it's going to be very polarising because I don't think it's as clear cut as people think. I think there's so much too good of information out there by other YouTubers. I'm not naming them. I'm not shaming them or like knocking them. They've probably used it in perfect conditions, but for me, I think it's got a lot of detracting points. Uh, but the stealth stuff, by and large, has been very, very good. I do like it. Uh, anything you would touch with your hand, I've got cordless. So blowers, trimmers, edge trimmers, telescopic edge trimmers, pole pruners. Uh, I have got them, and I, I do really like them. It's, cordless is expensive, but once you've got enough batteries behind you, and you've got the variety of the kit, you won't go back. I don't think. No, no. How do you I mean, how do you find the blowers, the battery blowers versus a petrol? Uh, in terms of strength, in terms yeah. Of like power output. Well, power output, strength, but also like longevity of the batteries. Uh, I know the, the uh, on a maintenance round. Uh, they do and they don't. This is what always trips people up. It's you've got to apply it to what you do. So if you've got yeah. one garden and you've got a lot of leaves and you know you're going to be blowing them all in stripes and then baking them up, then you probably won't be better off getting a battery because you just flash you through it straight away. Mm. Uh, unless you've got a couple of batteries and you had them on charge, then you'd be all right. But then, again, it's productivity. We buy things to make our lives easier. We don't want to be swapping batteries or bumming. Thing. But for me in my van, or say you on your mower blow round, round map, what do you use your blower for? You strim round the edges and you do the edging. Uh, you blow the clippings back onto the lawn. That's it, isn't it? That's how much yeah. use a blower is going to get. It's going to yeah. get 30 seconds to a meter use. You're not going to rip your arm out the socket trying to start the bloody thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can pick it up, use it, put it down. That's what yeah. I like. And 
so for me a battery will last me a day two days on a blower uh or it might last me 25 minutes because i've got a solid blowing to do yeah so i've got a br600 the backpack blower still yeah i, I used to have one of them they're a bit of a beast aren't they oh they're amazing um and i use it all the time just because i'm not quite i basically i want the um big ego guy i've got loads of ego hand tools um pretty much everything that's kind of in the range of hand tools i i, I have and i need a blower i just haven't really had the i don't really when i figured out i needed it it was kind of too late in the season to justify buying it because obviously it's it's about the season where the br600 is going to come into its it's yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in, you know, blowing wet leaves and stuff. So I might as well keep that. And but I need an e- I need a little ego blower for the for the mo for the for the mowing round because I'm blowing yeah, dry you... grass with a backpack. Yeah, blower, it's brilliant. And I'm worried I'm knocking Doris all the way into a living room. You know, if <laughs> like it's just it's just not it's, it's so overpowered. It's crazy. And you do, you do not start find it. it's just. Yeah, it's heavy, and this is what I went back to. Does the noise worry you? In terms of, like, what, my ears? No, 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 no. No, we all know that takes a back seat. (laughs) I'm on about, if you're used to ego, so you've got cordless, Mm. and then suddenly you're breaking that silence with flashing up the big boy blower, do you you ever feel a bit guilty with using, like... Because you've been trying to get... Like the noise down, and then you're there with a the blower. Do you ever feel a bit of a guilt? Like, well, I use, pe- so I use petrol set. mowers, so oh, I'm, oh, well, I'm yeah. still on petrol mowers. Um, because I, I use I've got um, a couple of hater pros that yeah, yeah. I, I'm not that old to be honest. So, um, big old iron horse, aren't they? The thing is, I stripe every lawn yeah. because I, all I've got is rollers, and you know, people don't. You know, I think as long as you change direction, and you know, this is this is not Wembley. You know, this is like people, just average people's gardens. I think if I switch, I'd have to switch to something with a roller on the back of it, and that really is quite limited within it within the um, electric within, within the battery space. Um, I know you the ego the... has. You can get a roller kit. The problem is mm. with the roller kit is the turning. Because it's like yeah, a trailer a isn't it, behind the unit. Yeah. Whereas obviously the hater, it's the back wheel. So yeah, yeah. It, you're kind of turning the back wheel. Whereas this, you're turning a trailer, albeit uh, yeah. miniature. Right. I, just, I, I bought can't... one. Sorry? I, I've got that, that mower with that roller. The, uh, I've oh, got yeah. the Ego with a roller kit. And uh, it's productivity. It's, it slows you down because yeah. you've got to. Hook it on, take it off. It saps the battery life more than you think uh, mm-hmm. because it is a big old heavy lump of iron. And oh, yeah. it does, it, it affects everything. Your turning circle, you can't turn on it. You've yeah. sort of got to like, and you end up, the lawn just doesn't look right around the edges. You can't mm. get, as I say, it's, I find sometimes when a tool claims to do everything, it just does everything poorly. Uh, yeah, but then a hater mower will set down a beautiful stripe. Like we can debate the bad points about haters and the good points, but for what it does, it does it well. I think the oh. ego 
yeah, it ticks the most boxes, but not at a good level. It just can do all of it, so it can sort of cut in the rain. It can sort of lay a stripe, but yeah, it doesn't do all of them the best. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm at at the moment. I don't think for me, because if I suddenly start stop striping people's lawns, people probably wouldn't think I've been there. Bearing in mind, I don't see some of these people. And then all of a sudden, if I stop striping it, they all just know me as the guy that comes and stripes along. And I think... You'll be surprised, That's part, that's part of my... Do you think? Because I, I... I think it's... For, for, for some people, I mean, not everybody, because you can't... The stripes are not... No. Yeah, you can't your, see your on every single lot. Be... But when you can see it, God, they look good. And they do. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying that is a contradiction to what you've just said is that no, uh, I used to stripe every single lawn I did because to me it was providing a professional cut. It, it, you've said it, you can't deny it. When a lawn striped up, it is a real standout. Like I wanted oh, all my so. lawns to where uh, basically where people had walked past they'd be like bloody hell that looks good and they did but uh when i was having a problem with that ego mirror and i was going from that to the petrol and there was a couple of times where i didn't strike because i say i did the still one with me the 21 and it would lay down a sort of strike but it didn't it laid down wheel marks uh nobody ever said anything <laughs> no they didn't there was like a two-week or three-week gap where I wasn't striping anyone's... Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not miss-selling people. I never said that uh, you will get this finish every single time sort of thing and you'll get stripes every single time. Yeah, uh, it's and not I did service, is it? <laughs> no, I, 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 I told him, you know, I said to him, I said, oh, look, I said, I'm sorry, you're not going to have stripes today. Oh, it's all right, Ducky, as long as it's cut. I was like, oh, bloody no. So, like, there was me with my perfect business model and, you know, exceptional service. But, as I said, people, as long as you do a good job and you're charging a reasonable price or what they think's reasonable, I think you're making it really, aren't you? Yeah, I guess. I, I guess. I think I'd just be upsetting the, the the child in me that used to watch Wimbledon and just used to love the kind of, like, the whole thing. They do look good, drive. and I must admit. And I think, yeah, I think... Yeah. There's nothing that lays a strike better than a hater. Like, I no. do love my still mowers, and I will die on the hill that I think they're the best mower you can buy. But the hater mowers, I just think they do a really good strike. Yeah, and the, now they've got the Honda mower, the Honda, sorry, the Honda engines, the, oh. the, the, they start instantly every single time. I've had ones of 2020 that I've got. One's a twenty twenty one, and only once has not either of them failed to start. In that have you time. ever used any of the still mowers? Um, I've pro I've demoed one, um, but it wasn't great because the grass was already cut. It was outside of dealership. It was like, oh, we're testing it. I happened to rock up for something like a switch, I think, or something random, and he was like, oh, I've got this, and yeah, that's how to get you out this. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Come inside. Come inside. They didn't get me. Oh. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, I have, and I thought the one arm thing would be a little bit of a problem, um, just because it looks funny. 
Do you know what I mean? You just kind of assume that its handle needs two bars to go in, and the one yeah, thing yeah, you've like got the same. Flexing. Were you using but, the roller one or the wheeled one? It was a wheeled one. Yeah, I think that's the RM six five five. It's plastic box. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's the same one I've got actually. Yeah. Is it? All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good, but they don't fit. When they, they send them out, they don't fit a lock nut for the. It's only held on one, one by one nut and one bolt, right. uh, and they don't fit a lock nut to it, and uh, it obviously vibrates off. So when you've got that one floppy arm and it bends right down and it come off its thing, you're like, oh my god. So yeah, you have to swap to a, a lock nut for it, but they are good. On to the ego tools. Uh, Reese's got ego, and I had to go with a blower, and they, they are actually a really. I always thought ego tools were a bit of a joke because, like listening to podcasts, mm. even people who used to work at ego, they've said that their first iteration of the tools were crap. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The, the, the first horror yeah. was a battery dying after a week. Yeah, and, yeah. But yeah. I, I actually did have a go at Reese's some of his stuff, and uh, they aren't actually that bad, you know. <laughs> really, right. for the price you pay, you get a lot of value. Like, look at the still. Like, I I bought the combi stuff separate before I bought the combi engine. Mm. Uh, I had, like, a petrol combi engine. But, like, look how much their attachments are on their own. They're mm. a lot of money. Oh, they are, so yeah. I'm I mean, I'm, of... I'm stuck with Ego now. I have the batteries, and, you know, I have so much of it that um, I'm, I'm not going to convert lawnmowers, I don't think, anytime soon. There's no uh, alternative, though. But... I'm staying very much staying here. The Ego Strummer is the best strummer I've ever used. It's lightweight. Um, if you've got a two and a half ounce battery on it, like you could you could do hours of strumming and you wouldn't even feel it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Um, and I think for me that was what pulled me into Ego was the, the strummer, just because how much I use it, and you know, because I do, I don't really use the edge of that much. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. I use it to I use it to establish an edge, um, but it's maintained with the string drummer because I, I can do it, so I might as well. Um, How I come you don't use the edging tool much? Because I'm, I can just do it with the strummer quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. I, I've um, I like to think I've got good hand eye coordination, <laughs> and uh, I like to practice you... that on everybody's garden. Um, but I, so I use the, I use the edger to establish, and then I might do it every so often if it's like ludicrously overgrown. I might grab, I might go to the edger. But the majority of the time, I just string trim it. I always have them. But Do you fine. ever think that the edging blades don't last long enough? Would you say that's a gripe? Or do you not um, put enough wear on them that uh, they just no, don't they, want? Cause you... I think, um, yeah, I, I don't think they last long enough. But I can kind of see why. When, you, when you're grinding it on the side, you know, and you slip up slightly onto, like, the concrete and stuff, and it's like scoring it. You can, I can kind of see why they would. Well, I'm, I, why, why they fail that? But uh, I'm, the reason yeah. I'm bringing it on to that is I'll only oh. be quick on this subject. Is uh, I am getting the next batch of uh, when I'm next on the list for the metal cutting order. I am getting uh, a couple. I'm probably going to get ten blades cut out uh, right. of hard ox. Uh, okay. So I think they're three mil the blades now, and I can get I can get three mil plate of hard ox 
So I don't know what metal to use. It's a steel of some sort. I don't think it's hardened. Uh, so obviously no. the blades are going to be the same size, but they're going to swap from. So they'll be same replacement, uh, and they'll drop in to the still or the ego. But instead of them being made out of whatever mystery metal they use, it's going to be made out of hard ox, which is basically what they make tanks out of and digger buckets. So I'm going to get a batch done and I'm probably going to send them out to a couple of people who use them and see if it lasts any longer. Because where's where? Yeah. You know, to me, it might be that any metal will abrade quickly, but I think it should last a lot longer. Uh, you know, yeah. you imagine if you buy one blade and it'll last you five years or something because it's mm -hmm. made out of stuff that they make tanks out of. So uh, when I get a metal order done, I will send you one across and you can demo yeah, it yeah cool yeah so do you do you use the edger every time then to establish the edge no nope i use the edger only time i ever use the edger is when i you know when block and the grass grow together and you're re-establishing the edge yeah um i i'll probably take you in time a bit when i tell you what i use i use edging shears do you Yes, okay. I know it's. Uh, I, I know it's crazy, isn't it? It's. Uh, do you charge hourly? I, no, um, no, <laughs> day because <rate. laughs> yeah, day rate. Uh, no, because you use the best tool. What's there for the job? So, if I've got a hell of a lot of edging to do, like around a the lawn, then I'll use what to but the lawns i've got there's not really many monster lawns if you get what i mean no fair yes enough. i've got big lawns but they've only got like 10 15 yards of actual edging mm -hmm. and it, it just so happens sometimes that the edge where i'm edging is next to a conservatory so mm -hmm. for me the safest option is to use the edging shears but when i'm doing the tops of the edges of the lawns I'll use the strimmer or I'll use the uh, rotor cut head from still. Uh, I'm not a big fan of oh, yeah. cocking the strimmer over and, uh, you know, putting it at an angle and and using the strimmer like geek to freak style. I'm not that good because I, I'm not coordinated enough, so to speak. So I end up wandering off and like scouring the lawn. So I just use the edging shears for how long it takes. Yeah. It does take practice to flip the flip the strummer up. To be honest, it does. Um, I remember, like when I first tried doing it, it was just I was everywhere. I was at everywhere. I think I've got the wrong body dead. type as well. You know, <laughs> I do. I just I, I look and I think this strummer's I either I'm too big for the strummer because it's like coming up to under my chin or something, uh, or the strummer's the wrong size or I'm the wrong size. Yeah. So, as I say, I use what i think's the best for it so if i have to bust out the road to cut head because it's near to gravel and there's windows around i'll use that uh, 100 yeah most of it's the time it's, it's the, the result that matters, isn't it it's 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 the result which is a a, a clean edge the yeah journey, and the, the again, productivity yeah yeah it, it depends it's whatever gets you there in the quickest time least most effective manner i will use so if it's the edging shears if it's you know busting out the edging tool, if it's the uh, rotor cut, the, the strimmer, um, and and like sometimes I change the line. So if it's like a, a very thick grass on the edge with a bit of moss in it, I'll use really really thin line, uh, just so I get a real nice 
it just whizzes straight through it like that. If it's grass, it's like knife through hot butter, so to speak. But uh, how, how, find, how do you find the rotocutter? Because I know Ego's got an attachment that I've not played with. Um, I'm hoping uh, so. Only you... stance, uh, not as good as you think. No. Uh, suspected. Uh, that. Do you want to know why it's a blade and what happens when a blade goes dull? It, it gets mm. rubbisher, basically. Uh, I'll try not to swear. It gets less effective the more you use it until you sharpen it. Uh, mm -hmm. I did think that. So it, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It, it, do you know what the best thing about it? it honestly, it's peace of mind that you mm. know that if you've got a gravel, because uh, I bought it because I smashed my window with my streamer, uh, and behind my window there was a where I do that commercial job, they've got huge panes of glass. So if mm. it wouldn't have hit my window, it would have hit theirs. So I bought the head straight away because I thought, and it is good, but you can't you can't cut through thick grass with it. You can't just, like a streamer where, you know, you can just slice straight through and it, it goes everywhere and it's cut. The, it's the head doesn't do it. Uh, maybe if it's, if it's back to being sharp, like freshly sharp, mm. but... It's like how many of us uh like I doubt if I took it to my dealer he'd know what to do with it, I'll be honest with you. I don't think he'd know how to sort of sharpen it properly and there's a lot of angles on it, so you've got to get it really smack on because it's it's those corners where it's doing all the cutting. Uh yeah. so if that's not right, well you're wasting your time. So it's good. Uh I don't really get what the actual intention is because my personal opinion, they are a bit of a gimmick, but still have just released a dedicated streamer with that head built into it. And and that's all that streamer does. So I'm thinking if that one goes blunt that quick and it's not as effective, well, maybe this one's got more power or something. It looks like it's got more power. Do you know what? That's the first thing. You, for me, you hit the nail on the head. What's it for? was the f just when i looked at it i thought i don't get it like it just it's a weird little circular thing and then i saw like an advert for one that was like in the states and it was like just cutting like weeds out the road and like you know like really kind of seriously destroying stuff i thought i can't be right but yeah i i kind of I think it's one of those tools in my what why what's it for um, but loads of people buying them, seeing them everywhere. You know, they've, they've made an attachment. It's good for, for still for ego. It's good for peace right. of mind. Right. The ego one is a lot different to stills. If you look at the two side beside, they're they're completely different. Oh yeah, and actually, uh, this the ego one is a they've got better features. It's got a like a roller bearing underneath, so it glides across the floor a lot easier. The still one doesn't. It has a nut at the bottom. Um, if you get the two side by side, you'll know what I mean. And yeah. so I think the ego one is probably better to use. But it's like any other bladed tool you own. It's once it goes blunt, it's not going to be cutting. So yes, yeah. like if the grass grows onto concrete, you can push this blade straight under it and it'll snip it out. But you just know that it's knackering it because you're hitting rocks and you can hear it chattering. And it's good. It it's it's weird because I use it for stuff that he probably shouldn't be intended for and it's really good so i know it sounds really barbaric but it isn't it's uh you know when you've got to say take ferns down at a flower bed yeah. or 
you know, when you're taking stuff down in beds, yeah, uh, like like hosters and ferns, yeah, and yeah like, just any top like a, and even yeah. daffodils at the start of the year, if you've got a big area to do, because it cuts, it doesn't like strim and like obliterate yeah. them. It actually cuts, so it, it does leave a really nice cut behind. So for clearing large areas of flower beds, like at the end of winter, it's actually a really really effective tool. Uh, I doubt I doubt you'll see like Mr. Stillman doing that in the the <laughs> promo videos. But as I said, what do you use it for? And well, yes, it's good where it's round gravelly areas. Yes, it's good for sensitive areas. But if you were going to do like all the edges of a big lawn with it, you'd be there twice as long. That that's when yeah, you're going yeah. to donate all that. You'd be breaking that out. They'd be saying, "What are you what? doing?" You're like, "Oh, well, what? it's safe though, Ducky." What's your what's your what's your next? What you get your eye on next equipment wise? Oh, there's there's so much because I know <laughs> it's it's yeah it's like I said that uh, my buying style is different to other people's because when I buy a tool I don't think of what I I know I need it for this year but I always try and think well what about the next five years say so mm. say. Like with all my kits, even when I first started out, I bought the absolute best I could. I didn't buy a commercial, so I wasn't rocking 21 commercial mowers, but I no. bought the best I can to, to last for like the duration, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing I need is a, I need a leaf vacuum and okay. I need a chipper. But I, I know you can get those little, is it like a Cobra chipper? You know, like the little dinky ones? Yeah, yeah. And you can get them for like six, seven hundred quid. And don't get me wrong, they look all right. But I want to think for the future, like productivity. Do I want to be feeding them in one at a time? Or do I just want to be wanging them in and they're just going through? And while I'm doing that, trying to not put my arm in, you know, to see what it would do. So I want to get like the big... (laughs) You've got to have a laugh, haven't you? Um, I'm looking at like getting a big chipper. Not like, um, you know, what you see tree surgeons have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, things, the leaf like vacuum, a... yeah, yeah, probably what? an Elliot one. I think got okay. a budget about three, three and a half grand or something. Uh, I'd like a trailer, mm-hmm. but again, I want a tipping trailer because I don't yeah. want to get a trailer what I have to handball it on. I want a mm-hmm. tipping one, and I want one with a good weight capacity that if ever I have to move, say, plant machinery, do I think I'll have a digger in the future? Probably not, but. If it's a case of spending a few hundred pound or maybe extra grand or two on like the bigger and better trailer, then yeah, I would. Um, the next one is probably this coming up this soon is I want to diversify. I want to do my winter business, which I've said to go to cleaning. Yeah, but, oh, you, you know, when you start looking at stuff, you start looking at other tools and thinking, oh, if I bought this, I could do that. But I'm going to see what money I can make from the gutters mm-hmm. uh, and put it into kit yeah. for the gutter cleaning. So I might be doing the UPVCs and fascias next year mm-hmm. as an additional service. Um, what kit have you got for, uh, yeah, the, for the gutters? For, the, for, for, for gutters? What, what have you got already? Have you got like a, uh, like a skyback and stuff? Or you... Yes, gutter cleaning, I would say if, if any gardener wanted to do a side hustle, me over in the gardening round <laughs> i would a hundred percent say to him uh and this is like what i put across in my channel because 
if you ask the window cleaner crews or the gutter cleaner crews and say, look, I'm a gardener, I won't do thing, they get the hump because it's like, well, I'm a window cleaner, I wouldn't mow the gardener's lawn, me, me customer's lawn. Well, yeah, you would if it's money at the end of the day. Mm. Uh, but I would urge anyone, and I say so, channel like a side hustle, like gutter cleaning, is brilliant because, yes, it's 1,500 quid to get the kit, but look how many customers you've got. Look mm-hmm. how many customers you got, Mike. And guarantee, if you ask them, I'd say at least half would have you do it because they know you already and they trust you. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. spin a clean. Uh, there is other models out there. There is what other people say is best. But I, for me, they're good. The customer service is brilliant. You know, I had a problem with it. They got a courier out, picked it up, uh, bought it back a week later. Turns out it was my fault, but didn't really say that but they put a brand new cable on it uh and, and they fixed it for me and, and they're nice people yeah, uh, yeah and they do training they do they do stuff that you could go there spend the money with them and they'll put you through a training course and they'll show you how to use the kit they'll show you how to start your business so yeah it's all spinically it's all stuff it's basically a big hoover with carbon fiber poles so i can sit on the ground and i could do three stories i could do above conservatories i could do round the backs of really tight gaps and people when they see it as i say i'm a big bloke so they probably see me like pricing up to do above their conservatory and they're probably bricking it thinking you know if that guy <laughs> falls off his ladders like or they're probably thinking like, how's he going to do that you know as i say i'm not a spring onion mm. so the uh, the gutter cleaning stuff's brilliant. You can do it from the ground, and uh, it's 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 decent money. I, I, mm. I don't like talking about money, but when you look at what you do, okay, it's expensive to get going. But then so is a mower. You can spend fifteen hundred quid yeah. on a mower, but it only mows a lawn, and you can mm-hmm. only earn so much. But gutter cleaning, you could be in and out, and you could hundred and fifty pounds. You know, a couple of mm. hours maybe. It is maybe less, maybe more. As I say, but it, yeah. it is good, and it's it's a it's a good little side hustle in air quotes. Um, and you've got to, as long as you've got the right insurance, and you know you've got the kit, you'll be fine doing it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's something that um, I'm looking at doing next year. So my kind of thoughts was because I'm doing a don't make it about me, but I'm doing like um, I'm having a bit of a like a relaunch of my business changing if quite a few yeah. things I'm not, I'm not happy with um i'm in the very early stages of it and then i think every winter i'm going to try and add something so i currently don't yeah do definitely anything, anything outside of what we've, what we've talked about small trees mm-hmm. lawns grounds maintenance that kind of stuff so i don't do pressure washing yeah which a lot of people do and it's got a cleaning there's a world of stuff so yeah I'm, i'd be interested to know how you got a cleaning um side hustle goes because that probably sounds like it's the most logical thing to start with that or it's the it's the safest cleanest uh, if you want whenever you are free uh, over winter and if i've got time free if you want to if, if say one of your customers or your own house uh, say they need their gutters doing i'll come up and you can use my stuff and you can see what it's like and how easy and well or hard it might be but normally yeah. it's easy 
uh, and then you can get a feel of that stuff. And I, I'm not paid by them, or I'm not recommending them for any gain for me. But you can have a look at it, see what you think to it, uh, yeah. and do it. But I found yeah, yeah. with my, as said any time, say if anybody else, you know, if you need help with stuff like that, I don't mind. Yeah, uh, but power washing for me and my business, I find it causes the most stress and complaints. Uh, really? Interesting. It, it's power washing as, I don't know what it is, but people, they, they seem to catch it at the worst time. So they'll bring the brew out just as <laughs> uh, power washing. I don't know if you know, you, you'll know this, but power washing is extremely messy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter how furry you are and how good you are. There's going to be a point where you're covered in crap, the windows are covered in crap, and everywhere is really messy. And that is the time that they bring the cup of tea out to you, and the face <laughs> drops like it's it's like as if they've caught you doing something you shouldn't be doing. They, they re- <laughs> and they're looking around, and... Uh, maybe it's some of the customers I've had that are very house proud and they, they're looking at me and they're like, you are going to sort this out. And well, of course mm. I am. It's, uh, and it, whatever you make a mess of, you can do, but power washing, it's, you've, it's cleaning. You've got to be yeah. meticulous, uh, mm. favorite word, uh, word, because you could wash everything down. You could spray everywhere and believe you me, it gets everywhere. The spray does. And you can think you've washed everywhere and you'll come back the next week and you'll see like a, a Mr. Bean style where he paints his room, like the mm. backs of flower pots that you've missed are just covered in stuff. Uh, or like gnomes have got like a shadow line on the back mm. of stuff. So you did, and that's where, that's when people complain because they say, oh, you didn't wash this down or we had to wash this down. So you have got to be very hot on. And another yeah. issue, which I never thought about was a, uh, where does the water drain to? Like, yeah. Think about that. When you look at someone's patio, is the water going to drain into a flower bed? Or is it going to run off someone else's drive, go in front of somebody's garage and drain in front of their front door in a soak away? And then is and she going to be screaming at you? doing it a while. You, you eyeball that, don't you? That's the type of like, oh, yeah, you, you experience get used to it, but... that you go... It'll pull. Yeah, there's there's curveballs like the one I mentioned where I did I did a job once and uh, all the water washed off this lady's drive in front of this woman's garage, in front of this woman's front door, and then it went in front of her house into the grid next to her window. So she opened the door and there was a river of brown water. And to say she hit the roof was an understatement. She went nuclear. Uh, it was a birthday as well, and she was screaming at me, you're ruining my birthday. And her daughter was there calming her down while she was hyperventilating. She was going nuclear. And it was a, it was somewhat of nothing. There was no mess after yeah. There was no mess during. But you have to factor stuff like that in, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But don't let me just... put you off. It's, it is profitable. Right. Um, I think... We'll leave it there, I think, shall we? We've, um, yeah. we've talked for, well, we've talked, I think we've covered you know, everything that I wanted to. Is there anything you want to discuss before we sign off for? 
Oh, I don't think I dare. It's, I've been talking too long, haven't I? Might be a part you haven't. two. <laughs> no, no, you haven't. You haven't. You absolutely haven't. I, look, I've really, really enjoyed this. Um, I think it's yeah, been it's great. Been, it's um, been a good one. Yeah. Oh, there's so, so much, much can... coming on. You, um... Yeah, there's so much. There's so much that uh, you'd have to do with like a and like a, a late a late night podcast because there's so much bizarre things that's happened to me while I've been gardening and just really out there things that's happened. Uh, so I, I could talk about anything for ages. Well, so I'm gonna we will definitely. Finish. We will yeah. definitely have you back on again, um, and um, I don't like it when you go onto podcast when you have, when you listen to podcasts and they have guests on just once. It seems like you built a bit of a the audience builds a bit of a relationship, starts to get to know. Yeah, you know, have me on and then they just after disappear Christmas again. and we'll <laughs> see. see again, so, yeah, yeah, we'll have you on again. We'll it builds rapport. You know, I'll give you an update on how the business, the the gutter clean is going. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please yeah, do. as I said, I, I've talked about everything I want to. Yeah, good. It's a bit about yeah, the beginning, no, a bit no. about the middle of the story. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, thank you, thank you so much for coming on, and um, yeah, we will see you later. <laughs>